Blessings to you, blessings to you. Welcome to the Denise Newsom Show. First round table discussion. Today I have a co-host, Ms. Deidre Moody. I am going to ask you to please share, like, comment, tag, go live, and subscribe. To all of my guests, I want to let you know that you look amazing. Every one of you all look amazing. And I want to personally you. let you know that I thank God for your life. I am not a cancer survivor, but I am a cancer caregiver. And I know that you all pressed your way through with the help of God. And I am so grateful to have you all on the show. I also know that anyone that went through cancer are familiar with these words. Faith, fear, doubt, hope, anger, confusion, weakness, despair. I want to ask each one of you all, which word or words are you most familiar with? I'm going to start with Dora. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. I would like to say hope. I heard that quite a lot, and now I know it's true. So I'm going with hope to be my first one. Okay. You, um, Deidre? I am going to say doubt. And the reason why I say doubt is because there's always a battle between faith and doubt when you're going through this process. So I'm going to go with doubt. You're going to go with doubt. And uh, Dora, I'm sorry, you said hope, right? Yes, hope. Tell me, tell me, um, why did you choose hope? I chose hope because a lot of people were telling me to, you know, to stay strong, stay positive, keep the faith, have hope, you know, that that, that it's going to all work out well. And, and it did. Amen. It did. Because Amen. I knew, I kept hearing it and I just knew that that's what was going to happen. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Salada? If I... I had to pick one of the words. I don't. I don't think I heard you say joy. I will pick I joy. Didn't. Okay. <laughs> and why you say joy? Because that's what helped me through um, my cancer battle. The joy of the Lord was my strength the whole time. All right now. All right now. You trying to get something started, Salada? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> for me, let me think that's a hard choice because it's a mixture of a different of different things. But I would probably, I would probably have to say faith. Faith? And, and why I, do you choose faith? Faith, faith, because even before I was diagnosed, God told me what it was. He told me that it wasn't okay. for me, it was for others. So I have, I have to say, thank you. okay, wonderful. And Kayvon, um, 
would say fear because you know you hear that word you know you just associate it with like death and not being able to make it so right. i was you know i was really like scared when you know i found that out so. right right okay all of y'all i know you all can really relate to tell the truth with every last one of those words plus more that i did not mention so as I stated that I have a co-host today, Ms. Deidre Moody. And at this time, I am going to put it in her hands. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to be a part of this roundtable on this evening. Um, I just want all of our guests to just, we're just having a conversation on tonight. And um, I am a five-year breast cancer survivor. Um, as a result of that, I started my own support group because I wanted to encourage other individuals on how to come out as a result of having a positive mindset. I feel like if you have a positive mindset, you can get through anything. So on tonight, I want you guys to share that. There's going to be some series of questions that I'll ask each of you. And you just ask them to the best of your ability. I do believe tonight that there is somebody either watching who is a caregiver, either they're a fighter or they're a survivor. And as a result of those individuals watching, I know everybody that's on here tonight is going to say something impactful for an individual to either get through or they're coming out of. So just be encouraged. Know that you're going to say something powerful that's going to impact somebody. I am grateful for Denise Newson allowing me to be her co-host on this show on tonight. So I'm going to start with this question and I'm going to start this way. We're going to do it this way. Dora is going to start first, then Salada, Kelly, and then Kayvon is going to be last. That's how we'll do each set of questions. So my very first question is I would like for everyone to share their name. What type of cancer did they have? or anything else that you want the audience to know about you, you know? So Dora, I can start with you. Okay, my name is Eudora Ward. Um, everyone calls me Dora. I had uh, breast cancer stage one in 2017. And when it came back in 2019, it was stage three. And I want everyone to know to keep the faith and the hope we gonna all get through this other people have done it before us people are going to do it after us we can do it just stay prayed up that was the main thing for me amen salada hi my name is salada collier um i had stage 3a breast cancer. Um, I've been delivered. There's no such thing as um, remission for me. I've been delivered because I will not return from that to that thing. Um, that's basically about it. Amen. Kelly. Okay. My name is Kelly Exum. I battled in 2014. I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. Okay, thank you. Kayvon. Uh, my name is Kayvon Claiborne. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, nasal pharynx carcinoma and uh, 
believe it was stage 4A, you know, so I was pretty much supposed to be out of here from what the doctors told me. You know, they said uh, maybe if I came in there three, four months later, you know, that I could have I could have died, so you know that was um, that was a big deal for me, you know. And I'm glad I was able to uh, to get out of that scary thing. Okay, amen. Thank you guys for sharing um, your type of cancer. Um, the reason why I had you guys do that is because there may be someone watching that has that same type of cancer, or maybe they don't have that same type of cancer, but guess what? Their journeys are the same. Usually most of us that go on the journey, we all deal with chemo, radiation, and surgery. So we're going to be talking about those things this evening. So my next question is this. I would like for all of you guys to share with us how you discovered your cancer, starting with Dora. Okay. Uh, a routine, I, I found out with a routine gynecology appointment, um, I was never doing breast self-breast exams. Uh, so my gynecologist, he he do, he does them when I go for my annual, and he felt something, and he sent me downstairs to uh, get a 3D mammogram taken, and that's when it showed up that uh, it had came came back. Okay. So, so okay. Um, I um. I discovered it myself, just walking to the bathroom and my arm rubbed up against it. It was protruding out the side of my breast. And I um, I just knew what it was. And I just went to the doctor and had my mammogram done and put on my good face and walked it on out. Amen. Kelly. So for me, I, I too also found it on my own. Um, I actually, I went to sleep one night and I woke up. It's funny, I woke up the next day and I felt this. I didn't, didn't really have to feel it because you can actually see it. The lump mm -hmm. right on the top. And it was hard to the touch. It was painful to the touch. You know, I ran to my mother, of course. Mommy, you feel this? Is this normal? She looked at me to my listen. I don't know. I'm not no doctor. You better go to the doctor and get it checked out. <laughs> that's that's that. Amen. Kayvon. Um, well, I got a uh, a biopsy and um I think it was October 2007, but basically how you know I kind of knew. I had like lymph nodes underneath my neck and it was like, you know, you could see it. It looked like, you know, I maybe had like ice cubes sticking under, underneath there. If like I turned a certain wow. way, you could see it and my nose would blow like excessively. Like as if you had to turn the water on at the, the faucet, it was, it was coming out of my nose like that. And I knew like in the back of my head that that might be it, but I was trying not to think like the worst, but like I wasn't, you know, I, I kind of knew that it was even before they told me, but me being 17, I was like, Nah, this can't be happening to me. But you know, that's that's what it ended up being after I got those results back. Oh wow! Thank you guys for sharing. Um, the next question is going to be related to our journey. For me, my journey looked probably a little bit different than other people's journey. 
I did four and a half months of chemotherapy. I had two surgeries and I did a month and a half of radiation. And if I could say my journey may have not been like other individuals. However, it was the grace of God that got me through it. I would like for you guys to share with me what your journey looked like, sounded like, and felt like. Dora, starting with you. Uh, in the beginning, when I first got it in 2017, uh, I had a lumpectomy, two lumpectomies done. So, and then they suggested that I do chemo radiation and take these pills, but I declined it due to me thinking <laughs> that I knew better than the breast surgeon and oncologist. So my, it, it, I thought I had a great future after a future after that, meaning cancer free future. And that wasn't the case when 2019 came um, and it came, it returned back. So I was too, like um, most of you are frightened, scared, because I didn't know what to expect with the chemo radiation and um, mastectomy. And so it became scary. But over time, once I started seeing, hearing other people's story and, and, and Zooms like this, it, it gave me hope to know that I can do this too. And that's probably why God allowed, I'm not saying he gave it to me, but he allowed it to happen again so that I could share my story. Yes. Well, my journey, um, at first, I wasn't even going to take chemo. I wasn't going to do nothing. I was just like, well, you got to die something, you know, but then maybe it was the fear because when you hear the word cancer, the first thing that pops in your mind, some people's minds, is automatic a death sentence. And I refuse to let that be on my death certificate. Cancer, no, that's not going to be the cause of my death. And at first, you know, I, I did go through the angry stages. You know, it's like different, it's, it's different levels to it. I went through that angry stage, like, God, why me? And then I had a dream and God said, why not you? And then all of a sudden I just got happy. I just dug deep. I just dug deep and cracked jokes. I had fun. I had fun every time I went to chemo, every surgery, I danced. I, I did whatever I needed to do to get me through it. Now, when it comes down to these chemo pills, no, I'm not taking it. Why? Because I'm deliberate. So um, that's about my journey. And I'm still having fun with it. <laughs> Amen. And I'm a one-year cancer... And I'm a one-year cancer survivor. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, so um, my journey, really, I had the lumpectomy, um, the one surgery. Then after that, I did maybe, about, I believe it may have been about four months of chemotherapy. And then about a month and a half of radiation. Um, but even through that, you know, in the beginning, I was gung-ho, you know, because I had it in my mind that God, this is what God told me. I had to endure this for someone else. It wasn't for me. Right. But what he didn't say was what the process was going to look like. 
<laughs> wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> you know, depression crept in. Um, you know, I just, for me, I, I always say it's, it's a, it's a battle of the mind as well. You know, not just the physical, but the mind that that's, that's a big battle. Amen. Kayvon. Um, for me, uh, in the beginning, it was, I, I think October, the yeah, October, 2007 that's when they began like the chemo and uh, i remember that the same day like you know when they hooked me up to the machines and everything like that that lymph node on my neck like disappeared that night so mm. i was like really yeah it, it did and i was like you know i remember telling everybody like you know it's, it's gone it wasn't there anymore so i was like really optimistic and hyped up and like okay i'm you know i could do this like i'm whatever i'm gonna get we're gonna do it and um you know it was like it was more like a mental thing because I remember like the first week, you know, they had me hooked up to the uh, machines and I had to walk around with like a backpack and it was also giving me the medicine and I felt okay. Like the first, I was so strong. I felt like, you know, it really wasn't affecting me. Then the week when I went home, you know, that's the week, like it start, it you feel the effects of it and it like, it beat me up. Like that's all because I was beat up and I never felt like that. And I was getting better, you know, cause they allow you to stay home for a week to recover and then go back. Cause I was in the, uh, Ronald McDonald house in New York. And um, I remember getting better and feeling like myself again, and then having to go back, you know, and have to subject yourself to that again. It was more like a mental thing. I remember when my aunt was there with me and um, just like, I was getting emotional. Cause I just like, I don't know if I could keep doing this. Cause it was like, I think it was about, um, I think I did about four or five months of it, but it was the chemotherapy first, and then I got a lot of radiation. I'm messing up even more. Just having to have that happen, and then you you feel the effects of it, and you have to heal. Then you get beat down again, and it was like that process. It was more mentally exhausting than physical. But um, also, I want to say that it as bad as I thought it would be. You know. It wasn't as bad as I, it was still terrible, but it wasn't as bad as I pictured it before they told me everything I was gonna have to go through, but it was still just a horrible experience, you know? And after that, you know, I'm just I'm just glad I was able to, um, you know, God allowed me to uh, be healed from that because that was, that was a real hard time. Powerful, thank you guys for sharing your, your journey. I do wanna, I wanna make a, a point and I think this is a, a good point and our viewing audience probably wants to know this as well um, because a lot of you guys talked about anger, depression, anxiety. Let's talk about that for a minute and I'm gonna talk about myself a little bit. Um, I probably went through all the stages of anxiety, depression, doubt, fear and fear probably being on the top of my list. However, earlier I mentioned doubt. Those two spirits kind of ran after me as I, as I went through my process. However, I did, and there's the old saying that we used to say at our church, I did everything afraid. Even though I didn't know how my process was gonna look like or what was gonna happen after I did certain tests, I still did everything afraid. I would like for you to share, how did you overcome your situation, whether it was fear, whether it was doubt, whether it was anxiety, what did you do to overcome that? Did you meditate? Did you pray? 
what did that look like for you starting with dora well uh the the church that um my my family church home deliverance center outreach ministries in detroit helped me the most because i i was going weekly um whether it was on on the video watching it on video or actually going to the actual building so having a good faith-based church family helps helped me um keeping the faith keeping the hope again and just knowing seeing other people that went through cancer that helped me too especially breast cancer and and like deidre that's how i met her it was she went through almost everything that i went through so it that when you when you're actually talking and listening to somebody that has went through what you're about to go through that right there gives you hope to know that and then every deidre and and all the rest of the people that were in my life were so encouraging and inspiring with it so it, it, it made it better it, it made it it made the road a little bit smoother for me amen salada you know i got a joke to tell say no <laughs> but the, um, the fear part and what helped me listen i'll listen the, the the fear part what really helped me um get through that was remembering what I seen my grandmother go through, what I seen my auntie go through and how they sat and they laughed. Mm. Like I, my family kind of funny. Um, and <laughs> without a joke, you know, it's, I, I just laughed my way through. And, okay. But the more, the, the fear part really kicked in afterward. The, the 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 fear part really kicked in after they was like oh you cancer free that's when the fear kicked in it really wasn't during the beginning of my journey it's afterwards the fear of it reoccurring uh the fear of it going somewhere else but you know mm -hmm. i'm already know i'm i'm walking in faith knowing that i'm delivered i ain't going through that no more amen, amen. <laughs> kelly what amen much prayer <laughs> I, I, it, much prayer much prayer much prayer much prayer much praise um as it wasn't easy family the support um even when i became suicidal i didn't want to live anymore okay my two younger children But much prayer and much praise, I have to say. Amen. Amen. Avon. Um, I think uh, for me, because like I said, I was, I was 17 and, um, you know, I did have some family have some that did pass away from cancer, but it never really like hit, hit home that much. Um, like I've not really seen it that much. And then when it, when it happened to me, I can only say like, I feel like, you know, it was, it was my mother. Cause I was at home with my mom, my brothers, they were in college. So it was, uh, she passed away, but, um, she would, uh, she'd come to me and say, you know, she'd say stuff like, you know, you're lying, you're strong, you, stuff like that. You know, I got from my mom and, uh, 
I think that helped me a lot. Um, I want to say before we go on to the next question um, is that um, I'm December 25th, I'll be a five-year breast cancer survivor. And what's amazing about the journey is that no matter how long you, you've been a survivor, um, the situation feels like it just happened yesterday. I don't know if the rest of my panel would agree with me, but you know, as the years go by, you're more accepting. But if, you know, if you if you think about it too hard, uh, as I was emotionally watching Kelly, I was like, every time I talk about it, I could do exactly what Kelly just did, and so I I can understand what she said by much prayer. But one of the things I dealt with a lot is um, in the midnight hour, you know, the enemy would attack my mind a lot and tell me that I was going to die because you're right, Salada, when we hear the word cancer, we immediately think a death sentence. But that's not always the case. I think the enemy, he's, he's kind of cunning. He's not real smart. But what he does is if he can attack our mind and try to tell us that we're going to die and we believe it, then... He has, you know, a roadmap into getting in there and mm -hmm. you know, getting us to believe it. So what I want to know is what did you stand on? Um, I heard Kelly say prayer, but one of the things I had to stand on was scripture um, because the enemy kept telling me that I was going to die. I stood on Psalms 119 where it says I shall live and not die. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know what is it that you stood on? Doesn't necessarily have to be a scripture. It could just be some encouraging words. What did you stand on to get through? Starting with Dora. Okay. Well, well, because I am saved, um, I knew that if I did die, I was going to somewhere way better than here. Amen. So that did help me. That was in the back of my mind a couple of times. So it helped me to get my will together. Um, to get my thing, my household in order, um, insurance policies updated and together. And it, it helped me get that part, stop procrastinating and get it together. So I did. And it felt good to, to do that. But my family and friends telling me to stay strong, don't leave us, fight, 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 fight. I kept hearing the word fight. I kept hearing hope. That's what did it, me knowing that I don't want to leave until he's ready to come get me. I don't want to leave because I, I give up on this because I, I'm this is um this this is has been a, a a battle for me, but it hasn't been that bad to whereas I wanted to dip up out of here on my own. Okay, if if that makes any sense, I um I, I've had some things happen to me worse than this, so. This was, it wasn't a cakewalk, especially when my hair came out. That was the most devastating when my hair came out, honestly. Um, when my hair came out, I was like, oh, oh, this chemo worked. It worked, worked. <laughs> you know, so that was the most devastating. And and it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been that devastating because I've had my hair short before. But the fact that you wake up and it's on your pillow, and I know I ain't got no cats around here, so I'm like, what the... <laughs> You know, so that threw me for a loop. And then all other hair follicles. I mean, the Brazilian wax was cool, but my eyebrows and eyelashes too. So now I'm up here looking like 
I'm not even gonna say what kind of animal <laughs> I was looking like. So I wasn't feeling that and no itchy wig. So I had to find me a wig. Then I found about 18 wigs and they they in the closet somewhere looking at me because I'm I can't do the wigs. It was summertime. I'm like, so and then the, the hair wraps. I don't care how you put it knotted up there, it still was too much. Yes. So when I finally had enough hair to just throw some gel in, now I feel better. Isn't that something? <laughs> And that's something. I went through 20 weeks of chemo, going back and forth from Pontiac to Dearborn. That that bothered me, but not as much as when my hair came out. This radiation then burnt half my t- my, my breasts off. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of okay with that because I know it will come back my my skin color, but it was the hair being gone. Amen. Amen. It's a lot to share with us. Well, I stood on scripture and the prayers of my family. I come from a um, prayer, praying family. Um, And my scriptures, like I said, is the joy of the Lord is my strength. If I don't know how to do nothing, I've been a fighter all my life. Fight fighting mm-hmm. spiritually, naturally, however they get it, that's how it came. You know, I just always was a fighter. And that's what really helped me. The joy of the Lord, that that really just took me. I love to laugh, mm-hmm. um, full of life, my kids, my grandson. Um, that's what I stood on. And I know about that hair. When the hair left, I was so happy to see it gone. I just would, hated to see my lashes to leave. I, just, I said, I really look like a cancer patient then. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved my bald head. I really, I love my bald head. I used to shine it up and get up and go. Oh, no. Best hairstyle I ever had. Kelly. That was um let me see (laughs) say what just knowing that before i even found out god told me that it wasn't for me it was for others so i knew i just had to keep fighting yeah that alone just told me that this was not my end this was just for me to help others so i couldn't give up i wanted to yeah but I knew I couldn't, you know, I had to keep going. And even every time I got to that point where I said, okay, this is it. And this is the day. One of my little ones would always walk in the room with that smile on their face or something encouraging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just like everybody else said, I know about that hair thing. <laughs> Listen, I really about that. <laughs> <laughs> And six uh, years later, I'm still fighting to get it back. You said how long? Six years. Uh, I battled in 2004. Still fighting. I'm, I'm still trying to get it all back in. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Hey, man. Um, being honest, I just remember, you know, because like so I was 17. You know, I had moved to a different town. Went started a different school as like my second year in a new school, you know, and stuff started coming together. I was probably only in school for about maybe two weeks. 
until you know I found the news out. So I was, I was just very upset. Like I was, I was angry for a lot of it, and was like, not ex- like I accepted it, but I was like, this is not, it's not happening to me like this. And um, that's why when they started up, like so I was optimistic about it, but I was, um, I, I was really angry about it, and uh, that's really you know. Going back to that time, that was a long time ago now, that's that's how I felt the majority of the time. And I was like, I can't, I just remember thinking, I'm, I can't, this can't happen like this at 17. I haven't done nothing yet, you know? And I just, it was hard to accept it at first. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the doctors, they told me stuff that would happen because I was like, it, being honest, the thing I was asking about, I was like, I don't want to be throwing up because I don't like to do that, right? I was scared asking about that a lot. And it was like, oh, well, you know, it, it's different for everybody. And he said, yo, because I started growing my hair out, too. They said, oh, you're going to lose your hair. My hair surprisingly didn't fall out, you know, which mm. was, uh, and they gave me some hardcore chemo and a lot of radiation, and that didn't happen. And, um, yeah, that's really, um, that's really, well, that was my feelings uh, toward it in the beginning, if I'm being honest. I can't really make anything up. That's how I was feeling during those times. Okay, got it. Well, you know, I'm laughing because everybody said they were upset about losing their hair. I was absolutely devastated and I was not cute boss. So for y'all who were okay <laughs> with being boss, I was not a cute ball lady. But however, God was so faithful. I didn't do wigs or anything, but I did really stylish um, hats and uh, stylish scarves. And um, I had a great support system at my church and they made sure I look great and fabulous. So I'm, I'm very grateful. So um, I got a question. So this is one of the things, I mean, you guys have been so honest and um, even Kayvon, because this happened to Kayvon when he was 17. And so the fact that you guys have gotten on here tonight and shared your life story concerning this cancer situation, I'm very grateful. One of the things I would like to know from you guys, um, your caregiver. Is it good to have a caregiver or isn't it good? In my case, I'll share before everybody else shares. Um, I had one son. My son um, is a Harlem Globetrotter. And I didn't have anyone at home with me, single parent. I didn't have anyone to take care of me. And my family lived on the other side of town. My caregivers were my church family. My whole mm. church took care of me. They took me to treatment. I mean, every member of my church took me to treatment. And my pastors, they got me through because my parents lived in Florida. And I would say it is a great thing to have caregivers. I want to know if you guys had caregivers and starting with Dora. Uh, I had caregivers, but... It, it wasn't what I wanted. I didn't want no one taking me to and from the appointments every day like that. I, I didn't want, I, I think it was just me. I just didn't want to depend on no one. I just wanted to just do it and, and, and it not be a burden to no one else. Um, so, and I had the time off of my job so that I could do that. Um, so no caregiver this way, but I had people of course that um, volunteered often. Okay. Um, oh yeah so so and then when i when i did do it uh, um get someone to take um, me and oh okay i'm just gonna say it real quick i did have a, a a couple of friends take me a few times a month just to relieve myself so 
and that worked out perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Salada. Well, me, um, in the beginning of my treatment and the beginning of my journey, I was actually homeless, um, living out of my car. My car on, on the way to church one night, uh, and my friend actually gave me a car. And then um, I moved in with some, some of my homeboys. I, they didn't really take care of me until I started acting like a baby. Um, I drove myself to chemo every day, drove myself home. Um, I, I actually timed myself from the time after chemo to the time I got home to the time I said when the sickness started happening right after the chemo. I had about a good 30 minutes in before I'm asleep for the, for the next seven days. Um, that's basically it for me. Okay. But and caregivers, Kelly? I believe caregivers, they do play a major part. Do play a major part, but sometimes I felt overwhelmed with people going to the doctor with me. It was very overwhelming. Um, because you know, some people don't know, they ask more questions than you and stuff like that. <laughs> I actually had people stop coming with me. Because I got overwhelmed with their opinions. Yeah. Uh, Kelly. Um, I would have to say, yes, I do believe that caregivers are important. Um, I had caregivers. Um, <laughs> Denise has actually taken me to every chemo appointment <laughs> that I had. Um, I took myself to radiation. Um, I would have to say um, the church that I was in at that time, um, Miracle Christian Center, they were actually, they were there for me as well and prayed me through um, the whole entire time. Um, so I'm so eternally grateful. Um, my family, you know, that I live with, you know, my, be uh, my best friend, she came and stayed with me for a week once I started um no, it was my aunt. Another one of my aunts came and stayed with me for a week once I started chemotherapy. So I had um, a lot of support and I'm eternally grateful. Okay. Amen. Kayvon. Yeah, I think caregivers are really uh, important. My niece, she took care of me. You know, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this without her really. She was with me throughout the whole process, you know, walking and walking, you know, taking me when we was in New York, uh, she would take me every day, you know, and I, like, even then, even though I was, I was young, I was 17, I, you know, I didn't want her to do certain, some of those things, but it got to a point where I was just so weak, you know, and I just, I didn't, I didn't want her to do all of that, but it just, you know, I needed her, but she was there with me every day. You know, my other aunt Val, my sister Kiana, you know, they, they were there. And um, like I said, I could never repay her for that. You know, that was, it was a lot. Amen. Thank you guys for sharing about caregivers. Um, as a result of me going through breast cancer, I heard the Lord speak to me and told me to start a support group. At the time, it didn't make sense to me because I thought about how serious the circumstance and the situation I went through. I didn't understand what God was asking me to do. 
So I want to know, as a result of you guys going through this cancer battle, and I'm going to switch this around because I, I want to hear about Avon's life. No, I'm being silly. <laughs> but Avon shared some awesome things with me uh, this past week about what he's doing. And I started my own support group to help others, men, women, and children. And I've been doing it for four years and I'm very grateful. And I've met some amazing people on the journey. So I'm gonna start with Kayvon. As a result of you going through the cancer and each of you guys will answer accordingly. But um, as a result of you going through it, what are you doing now to be impactful to help others? yeah, well, like based on what we spoke about, I, I really wasn't, um, I didn't start talking about this openly. Um, maybe about the last five years, that's when I was comfortable talking about it. So now I'm, I'm comfortable speaking about it and, and telling people about it. And, um, you know, I was never, I was never ashamed of it, but I just, I just felt like it was my business. I really didn't like talking about it that much, but I'm open and willing to, um, you know, speak about it to anybody who, you know, may need to hear something like this because thinking about it now, you know, me being 30 years old now, I would, at, at 17, I would like to hear, you know, somebody who's went through that and, you know, mm -hmm. give them lots of motivation and, you know, inspiration for something like this because it's, it's when you don't have anybody to talk to about that, it is, it is really hard. So, you know, I feel I could really help somebody and um, inspire somebody and let them know that it's not over. Amen. Amen. Before we go on to Kelly, Kayvon, I would love for you to share about your the fitness thing that you do. You know, I know you talked about when you came out from that, that you started, you know, doing fitness. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, yeah. Um, and what that, what that actually was, you know, like, I got to be honest about it. I started doing that because I was really, you know, my mother passed away, like, almost immediately after I was cured of cancer. So that it, it did, it did a lot, you know, it, uh, it messed me up for a while. Like I just, I wasn't the same. And I started doing that to, uh, kind of rid myself of, uh, just feeling angry all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the main reason I started doing it. Then it changed, you know, I started, um, liking to just be healthy because, you know, that's the only thing you can really do yourself to uh, prevent stuff like that from returning. So I just started working out and exercising. That's just part of my, you know, my, my daily life now. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for sharing, Kelly. Well, um, really the only thing that I do now is really just give my testimony when asked, um, tell my story when asked. Um, I really, I have to say I did when after this happened, I wanted to start a um, a nonprofit organization to help cancer patients, you know, financially and stuff, because I saw how hard it can get. Mm -hmm. I just never start, don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. um, but that's still a passion of mine. That's still something I would love to do. Okay. Awesome. Salada. Well, um, right after I um, finished doing my chemo, um, I started doing chemo bags for uh, cancer patients where I was asking people for um, donation. They can go get blankets 
and stuff like that. And I'll go to, on the chemo floor and drop off bags to certain um, cancer patients because I know what it takes, like the ginger tea to help with the nausea, the the lotions and stuff because our skin feels so nasty, blankets, hats, and stuff of that nature to um, help them during chemo. Um, and Kayvon, I, my mom passed right, right after I finished my treatment. As soon as I got my double mastectomy, had a birthday, my mom passed. And it and it's devastating. And I'm deal with it, dealing with it right now today. I'm not angry. I'm grateful. Because she was able to see me get through it. You know. But yeah. That's about it. Amen. Dora. I think I became, uh, okay, so I got it in 2017. I was real quiet about it. I didn't want anyone to know I had it. And it, it was a lot of people that didn't know that I had um, the breast cancer for the first time in 2017. So again, the second time around, I knew, I'm like, why did I get it again? I mean, it's God, this me, Dora, you know, like your favorite, one of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> he like I need I need you to get that out you know and let, let and help because I I I am so connected to so many people my church family my sorority my childhood friends my family uh, people that I just met this year like Deidre like I'm I'm connected to a lot of people so I got I can get it out I can get get out what's going on what's going to happen after you do this what what to expect when this happens I. He he did this for a reason, and I'm glad. I'm and the more that I'm on these Zoom calls and streamyards and and get invites to talk about it, the more comfortable I become with it. And mm -hmm. and you can tell your own story backwards and forwards. You don't need to write anything down. You know, it, it's just a good feeling to, to just talk. Like Deidre said, I feel like we're just sitting sitting down, just having a conversation about what has really happened. This interruption that has happened in our lives that we got through just like we're going to get through anything else. Absolutely. So um, me, I, what what I want to do is just become a, a mammogram slash uh, colon screening bully. <laughs> like I want to, like, I want to really walk up to people and be like, when was the last time you had a mammogram? <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of like when the last time you had a colon check, you know, like, so, so kind of get, Strangers, grocery stores, friends, family, stores, whoever I come in contact with, I want them to know the importance of getting screened early for early detection. Because remember, 2017, I was stage one. When it came back, I was stage three. So that, to me, alone was scary. Okay. Yes. So Thank early you. detection is key. Amen. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is our last question of the evening before we turn this over back over to Denise Newsom. This is a good question, I think. This is the question. Think about it a little bit. As a result of you going through your particular cancer, you run into someone who's been just newly diagnosed. Starting with Kayvon, what would you tell them? What would you say to them to help them over their journey or through their journey. What encouraging words, starting with Kayvon? Uh, you know, um, 
honestly, like I can only tell them to be strong and just just don't give up. You know, uh, these days, like if I'm discussing or talking about it, like I could run into somebody at the uh, grocery store and they won't know me or know anything about me, and I could tell them that that happened to me. That you know, and we'll start having conversations and talking about that. Um, but I, I do know somebody who, who did um, have cancer, and uh, he was um, he he's he's cured now. He sent me messages through like Instagram and Facebook because he likes he works out and stuff like I do. So he did ask me like like what happened? How did how did you go through this? How did we able to to deal with this? And I just told him I, I said look you got to be you know you you can only you just be strong and just don't you know try to have faith stuff like that. I have to I have to be honest I can't really sugarcoat. I just told him man just just be strong and don't give up. You know. That, that's that's really all I could uh, say right now regarding that. That was good, Kelly. What you got for us? Um, probably piggyback off of you know about the same. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep pressing. You know, um, pray. You know, praise. <clears throat> um, but just just keep fighting. Don't give up. Don't give up. And Salada. Salada. I would I would say to smile because it confuses the enemy mm. and to be encouraged. Amen. I did, like that. Did you Salada. hear me? Yes. And Dora. Uh, if if I found out someone had it without them telling me, I would ask them, do they want to talk about it? And if they they do want to talk about it, I'll, I'll ask questions like, what did your oncologist and breast surgeon say what the plan was? Are you going to have to have radiation, chemo, mastectomy? You know, so I'll get that kind of information out of them and ask. And then I'll ask them, do you want me to tell you what's going to happen? Because some people don't be wanting to know. They, you know, everybody's different. So I would, I would ask them more questions first to kind of get a feel before I just go telling them, oh, they're going to cut off that right breast and uh, you're going to be feeling lopsided and you might be walking and feel like you're about to fall. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to ask them, do they want to know? Okay. First. Amen. I want to thank all of you guys for allowing me to answer all the, you know, you guys answered these questions with no fear. You did a great job. I want to tell Denise that I am grateful for her allowing me to co-host you guys this evening. Thank you for yes. um, being vulnerable um for sharing believe me i know there was somebody out there in social media yes. land that saw kayvon kelly salada and dora and it was something that you said that was impactful um what i know for sure denise about this disease it is not a respecter of persons um right. you can be young you can be old you can be black white young old um yes. I, recently had some family members in my family who was, you know, just recently diagnosed and dealing with that, you know. Um, one thing I know for sure, when you go through something like this, you really don't want nobody else to ever have to do this. I mean, it's just right. one of those situations where it's so bad that you, you wouldn't wish this on your worst enemy. 
And so I just want to say I'm grateful to have met everybody on here, Salada, Dora, Kelly, and Kayvon. Please keep in contact. We need to be getting out here. Um, as we say in Christendom, we got work to do in the kingdom. So there's some things that um, there's some individuals that are waiting on you guys for you to share their your story so it can help them to overcome. So, Denise, I just want to say thank you. Yes, you are so, you you all are so welcome. I thank you all, Deidre, Kelly, Adora, Salada, and Kayvon. I thank you all for appearing, and this is special to me because this is the first, like I said, um, this is the first round table, and um, I would like to thank everyone that tuned in live. I want to thank those that's going to be watching the replay, and please join us next week. My special guest is Bernadette Miss B. Willis. Our topic is empathy for the addict. Ooh. Oh my God, what a topic. What a topic. Please wow. tune in. And I want to also leave this with everyone, everyone that's watching, that's going to watch the replay, and especially the panel. The Bible says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41 and 10. God bless you all. Thank you. I love you all. And keep the Denise Newsom show in your prayers. Definitely. Amen. Amen. Glory.